0: I was following the. 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 I was following the pack. All in their coats with scarves of red tie around their throats to keep their little heads from falling in the snow and i turn around and there you go and Michael,
1: you would fall and, turn white, red, and in the all right that's the backups and that's who i have in the studio today you're listening to johnny's secret stash i'm john goldman adam conley can't make it today But uh, we're fortunate to have Meredith George, I dropped the best when I got married. (laughs) Cipian and Morgan Engel, who are the backups, and you just heard a little bit of that. Uh, This is Radio Harbor Country, W one hundred six point seven FM, WRHZ out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHZ ninety three point five out of Sawyer, Michigan. And Johnny Secret Stash is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics for everything you need to grow your own Secret Stash. Again, happy to have the backups in the studio today. We're going to talk to them a little bit, but I want to play the rest of that song. I want to play it from start to finish so you get a sense of who these women are. Here we go.
0: snow then I turn around and there you go, and I go you and fall and turn the white snow red strawberries
1: summer all right, that was the backups <laughs> Meredith George, Leslie Sip in, and Morgan Engle, and that was a recording I think he did in uh December of twenty seventeen or so It looks. As yeah. we were talking, it was probably in your uh, in your uh, in dining my dining room. room yeah, awesome. Uh, so, as the backups, uh, how when did you guys get your start?
2: Gosh, yeah, I, I think we're going on a uh, couple uh, years. two and a half years, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. almost three years now. Um, I, I think we had really a slow start because um, we we played a show together because uh, Brandon, Jane's from did Jane from uh, the livery brewery in Benton Harbor had asked us if we would be interested in, in doing a couple numbers together. And, of course, we knew each other. Um, as well, yeah, because it started
3: and... out, we just kind of got together to just, like, hang and play music. And uh-huh. and then, and then yeah. Brandon was like, hey, uh, you want to yeah, show? Yeah, you
2: should, you should do that. <laughs>
3: We're not even a band yet, but okay. We know three songs. Well, <laughs> I know okay, uh, we'll Morgan's
1: band, um, Slim Gypsy Baggage, and Leslie's band, the yeah. Sippy Family Band, both get a lot of playtime at the livery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I think I remember that this sort of came about either through a... Um, open mic, or one of you were playing, and the other one stepped up to yeah. you know join in on a song or something, and I remember having that feeling like, hey, this is great, you know, yeah. well, maybe they'll do this again, and so maybe that's how Brandon got it. Going oh yeah, too. no, yeah.
2: Well, and I think that's that is what kind of happened, and then we were doing a show, and we were like, well, we have these three songs, let's play. We played the intermission, play it over we played the and over, intermission <laughs> yeah. of our of our. Um, Leslie, we did a, it was a, a Scipian family band and a Some Gypsy Baggage show. And we had Meredith come yeah, and play a few out. songs yeah. with us for the intermission. You know, and and, and
1: and you pack the place because yeah. you guys are the the two hometown bands there. I think yeah. definitely yeah. local yeah. favorites for sure. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. I if
2: I do say so much, it's our home a hometown <laughs> throwdown. <you know? laughs> yeah,
1: hometown throwdown. All right, we say
2: that every time, and it's it's our favorite place in town to to come and play. You know, on that kind of scale. Yeah. It, allows, well, and it seems we're, like we're he, slowly outgrowing it, though. I feel like. Oh you
1: really? Know, Maybe they need to tear down one of those walls. And they put might. They might need stuff. to add on. <laughs> they might need to make it a little bit bigger. Yeah.
2: We don't want to leave the livery. You know.
1: <laughs> uh, you, know, you all kind of came from different places too, so that's kind of fun that you know you had your influences growing up all met you know within the last couple of years and are now playing together. So, uh, Meredith, I know uh, we were talking briefly, and you're not from around the southwest Michigan area. I'm How did not. you end up here?
4: Uh, I moved here about six years ago uh, with my husband, uh, who works for Foreign's Casino uh, in the entertainment department. Uh, he books all the bands there. Uh, but I moved here, didn't have a job, got a job at the livery, <laughs> pouring oh, beer, ah. uh, which is where I met these lovely ladies. Uh, and I kind of, uh, I actually have a, a background in music I I have a music business degree and did, uh, was going to be a music teacher, uh, decided I don't want to be a music teacher. Uh, so I hadn't really done anything with music that often. And then working at delivery, I kept working all these open mics and I was like, I can get up on that stage. So I did, uh, <laughs> and and we're, yeah, and we're so
2: glad she did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: So, and it's so funny, like I went to to college in Nashville, Tennessee, Never did any music in Vanderbilt. there.
1: Vanderbilt, uh, Belmont University, Belmont, uh-huh. yeah, for
4: music business. And there's just so much competition that when you move to a smaller town, that's a lot more friendly. And like arts sure. friendly and centric, it's it was just a lot easier <laughs> to so do a lot it, less intimidating. Was, oh yeah, for sure. What was
1: your um, musical interest when you were growing up? You know, what kind of bands did you listen to?
4: Um, I listened to everything my parents listened to. Yeah. Um, so I mean, everything from the Eagles to the Rolling Stones to James Taylor to Joni Mitchell. Um, I think my mom always says she had her first child in '73 and stopped listening to music after that because yeah. she was too busy to like new music so yeah. all of my musical influences are like 73 and before <laughs>
1: uh-huh. right just records that they had around and, yeah yeah uh-huh. and put them on and and Leslie Sipian what uh uh-huh. what kind of musical background do you have you know
3: uh my musical background it actually started off in like this sounds weird but dance like tap jazz ballet oh yeah especially tap I would like excelled at that so like rhythm and uh Being on key was just kind of always my thing, and I was like the little girl that would sing into her hairbrush, into their mirror, you know,
1: Uh like that. I
3: always, I always knew you were going to be a a rock star when you were a little kid. Yep, I always wanted to be a rock star. I still do, Um, (laughs) and (laughs) and I feel like I am. You are. are, If you you treat yourself like one, you are one. So. (laughs) <laughs> um, but so my musical influences would be definitely like British rock invasion. I mean, I love the Stones, the Kinks, the Beatles, Elvis Costello, the who like, that's my top top. Yeah. Like, and, um, gotta buy voices. I have to throw in there, which is random because I do gotta love the indie alternative underground uh-huh. stuff as well. But, um, but yeah, growing up, my parents, they were divorced, but they both loved the Beatles, and so no matter which house I was going to, mm-hmm. they were Beatles were blasting at both houses.
1: Uh-huh. So, yeah.
3: So yeah. definitely, John Lennon is my first inspiration.
1: Ah, your first inspiration. Uh-huh. Any particular song that struck you when you first heard it?
3: Happiness is a warm gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's an, a good intense one. She knew that answer. <laughs> <She> <laughs> <was> <laughs> like, man, that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's my thing. And I like the angst and emotion.
1: Yeah. And the yeah. belting right That's... and the, kind of the simplicity of the whole song too mm-hmm. you know Definitely. but but just the shock aspect like you know the, well, the whole thought of happiness being a warm gun kind of, anyway yeah you're right you're right <laughs> i
2: feel like playing music too though you started playing stringed instruments pretty young
3: i do have to give some uh credit to uh jan burda and i used to apprentice at his guitar shop a long time ago um and he, you know, taught me the ins and outs of, you know, he was actually the first person that told me because he used to give me guitar lessons and he would say, just sing. And I used to have crippling stage fright. Like I wouldn't sing in front of anybody. And he's like, well, it's just me like sing for me. And so he was the first person I sang in front of. And then it was kind of history after that.
1: I heard that about you, that, that you had crippling uh, stage fright yeah. I don't see any sign of that yeah. well days. I think that uh, know, getting on stage just,
3: just dissolved that all away so plus being a bartender the restaurant world is rough <laughs> right right you
1: gotta step it up I've
3: changed yeah
1: well that's amazing you know to to have transformed from being introverted and afraid to be up on stage yeah. that you know just taking the bull by the horns and, just and it. running with it Nike. and just doing it yeah. yeah
3: that's that's kind of my thing yeah I just had to make myself do it
1: well good mm-hmm. <laughs> we're glad you did yeah <laughs> uh, Morgan you uh, with um, Slim Gypsy Baggage and uh, I, I, I gotta say I, I think I know a little less about you know your uh, th- where the band came from I mean it's been around for yeah. uh, a bunch a of minute. years <laughs> yeah, a minute in in the course of uh, us being stardust on a piece of stardust Absolutely. but <laughs> yes a, a minute <laughs> But you know, in the human realm, ten years. Ten years. Oh, that's that's a pretty significant period of time.
2: Um, maybe not as a full band. Um, Matt and I, my bass player, have been playing at least for ten years. His wife um, is one of my oldest oldest (coughs) friends. We were friends in kindergarten, um, you know, and so years ago, it just it was sort of a sitting around a fire pit or whatever and hanging out with friends that we both we knew we both played music. Um, and we got into it, and um, after a few years of of I, I played a lot of solo music out. So growing up, I mean, my dad was a guitarist and a singer in a, a rock and roll band in the '60s. Um, you know, one that we know about. It was called the Wandering Kind. I don't know. I mean, I like he was that. out of Benton Harbor. Um, they played at like the House of David Amphitheater and the uh-huh. old Shadowland Pavilion, the original one. Um, you know, there was a, a couple of bars and theaters downtown Benton Harbor that they would play a lot before he went to Western and played there. But uh-huh. my dad was, um, my dad was a photographer also. And so like his side job, my mom always told me the story that he earned the down payment for their house playing solo gigs uh-huh. in Fort Wayne or whatever. So my dad was always, a um, more of a classical style, but like still you know rock and roll guitarist and singer yeah and so as a kid i mean i remember singing in the round and doing harmonies with him and it's specifically to the song lollipop you know. yeah yeah that was I like the, the family movie, song Stand by me you know i mean uh-huh. it was great back in the day and yeah it was you know i probably pg-13 and i was like six you know or uh-huh. So I remember like singing with him growing up um, a lot and dance too. You talked about my mom was in dance. So my mom was the dancer. My dad was the musician and they were both creatives. My mom was an English teacher for St. Joe High School. My dad was a photographer for Whirlpool um, after many years of, of being freelance. And and so their, their love and like support of, you know, music growing up, we had records and eight tracks growing up and I – the cruising classic records were my favorites. You know, classics. it was probably the music from the you know fifties and sixties uh-huh. that like were some of my favorite. It was like old radio shows. Yeah, on record oh, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a whole collection of them. It was like through the years or whatever. With compilation of albums yeah. of
1: some kind, and yeah. you know, somebody put all these songs together. And yeah, yeah, those are the good ones.
2: They were good. Yeah. So that was sort of, I mean, the beginning of it for me, and then, you know jumping way forward I, I i my dad taught me how to play the, a couple chords on the guitar when i was probably 13 um and it was really difficult for me so i i didn't enjoy it as much as i thought i would yeah. i wanted to play really bad cuz i was always a singer Same. i Takes was always work. a singer and a performer i was yeah. the kid like you said like not singing into the microphone i mean i was on the table like ah, here i am like everybody yeah they you know, still have a hard time shutting me up, so. <laughs> but, you know, and then uh, I I put the guitar down for a few years and then picked it back up um, after a, a sighting of a lady singing Janis Joplin in Grant Park in Chicago when I was probably 16 years uh-huh. old. And I just to... thought it was the coolest thing, and, like, so many other people thought it was so cool. And I was like, I can do that. I'm going to do that. You know, and and so I I just never looked back. I had played with a couple friends and bands in Kalamazoo um, throughout some years before that. They were mostly like jam band, you know esque. Uh-huh. Um, some of my old friends back in the day are now in uh, Green Sky Bluegrass. You know, You're kidding? Did, oh no, yeah? No, we oh. did basement jams. Oh wow! <laughs> with those guys so um, kind of cool you know, and then skip forward to doing solo music. I, I played a bunch of solo stuff for years where it was just doing dinner, background, whatever. I would guest spot with friends that had bands. And um, I remember playing with a guy named Eddie j Tosi's restaurant, you know, <laughs> had a strapped guitar. <laughs> a tar? like yeah. with the, the keys. That, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. um, this top hat it was it was sort of badass. Yeah. <laughs> But was it um,
1: like, uh, ch- you know, children's colors on the keypad? Or oh, man, like that? It, well, was it, it was a like real this instrument? red,
2: it was a red yeah. strapped keyboard. So, you know, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah, and that's wild. But, yeah, and then flash forward again to doing solo music, and Matt started coming to join me. Um, I had a, a every Wednesday stint at the River's Edge, which is a great, great dive bar in Benton Harbor. Um, oh, yeah, I know Um over there. Yeah, right on Main Street, and... um mm. And so we had a every Wednesday standing gig. I did um, solo stuff, and I just just played
1: singing, or you play guitar? I played too? my guitar
2: and sang. Yeah, so I I um I would I at times found it hard to find other people to accompany myself. So I really pushed to be able to do that yeah. for myself. Um, and slowly, I had all these other friends that were like, "Oh, you're playing." I mean, can I get in on that? Uh, like, yeah. hey, can we just come in? Oh, wait, will they give me free beers and burgers, too? You know, <laughs> <laughs> can, like come in and play for yeah. a hours? And that was kind of how it started, so you know, where they were like, oh, beers sweet. Well, yeah, we'll show up.
1: What kind you know? of songs were you playing at that point?
2: I, I mean, I was playing a range of covers, anything from... The Cure and like Janice to you know I mean I was playing Sarah McLachlan I had friends that were like please don't play Jewel songs <laughs> don't play Jewel songs and Jewel's and cool. so and and yeah and it was like but Bonnie Raitt and you know oh, what I yeah. mean some it's of those like classics um, Grateful Dead you know what I mean there was a lot of that kind of stuff you know and I still I think with writing styles you know a lot of those. Influences still come and go. Sure. You know, your favorites.
1: Yeah, it comes back. You know, the things that you listen to, the things that you consider your music just continues to come back when you're performing, when you're writing, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Well, it breathes, like you breathe new life into it, especially when you play things or you're, you know, kind of messing around in the situation like at the river's edge. It was awesome because. Nobody cared. They weren't Uh stressed out about, like, oh, my God, what if we make a mistake? They were way more willing to take the chance, I think, at let's see if this solo works or let's see if this little breakdown run will work in this section of the song or whatever. and
1: so I can kind of picture it over there, but is that place still there or is it, it closed is. down? Oh, yeah. Do, do they there. have a little stage there? They or? do. Oh, okay. So out it wasn't like back. you were just like in the corner. Um,
2: we were in the corner <laughs> inside for sure. Yeah, they had a pool table that they would like push out of the way. Um, at one point, it was a pinball machine that I think after we started coming. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and they pushed it into the corner. and And so at that time, I had another guitarist that would show up and another drummer. both that were friends of ours you know that came for a while the drummer stuck with us for a while um and then that guitarist left and that was when cam was friends with us
1: cam amina the guitar player with slim gypsy baggage yeah Uh yeah
2: he um he was at the time my husband and i had met him because he was a sailing foundation teacher and my son's at the time we're doing sailing foundation <laughs> in St. Joe and so and my husband and Cam knew each other they were surfers and you know skateboarders and whatever and they just got along really well so um Cam started coming around and and would we knew that he was an awesome guitarist you know we knew that we were not really the style of music that he was into but we had hoped that he would just want to come and Play around and have fun, and he did, and and he's kind of been around ever since. Yeah, so that's you great.
1: know, yeah. So uh, I just want to back up a little bit, Meredith. Did you uh, were you in any bands or anything when um, before the backups?
4: I was not. No, I grew up doing a lot of. Uh, musical theater in high school still do. I still do musical theater um uh, <laughs> it's great. uh awesome. yeah uh everyone in my family is either an artist or a musician or both um so I've played with my brother a lot back in Maryland um I play the piano I've took piano lessons since i was like 5 so she like 15 also does years works by george i don't, yeah you either make something in my fa- you you're always making something in my family yeah. so it's either Which something physical or musical uh, i was uh, building furniture and making jewelry out of wood primarily oh, for a couple of years. See that then, beautiful pair of earrings. Oh yeah. Peeper. I didn't you make them. I did not make this right now, but they are fantastic. Um, yeah. So my dad was a builder too. So I got, I started using yeah. saws and tools because of him. Uh, but so I did a lot of, still do a lot of musical theater. Uh, this is the first actual band I've been in. I've played with other people around and like in church and things like that. Um, but the, this is my first band.
1: Yeah. And so the backups, um, Are just you guys singing, there's nobody playing any music or any any musical instruments Uh, or anything? We all
4: play guitar. Oh, do you? Uh, Yep. So sometimes we pass the guitar around. I started throwing the Mm -hmm. piano in, uh, Leslie dabbles on multiple instruments, so we're incorporating those in in the future uh, yeah. and having the past a little banjo, bit, couple extras things too. Like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bandolone, so um, banjo, bass. But I think the whole rhythm. idea behind the backup was that we're all each other's backup singers, kind of like right. vocally. And like one of the things that we. Try to do to set us apart from other or bands. Or we were like, back up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it has multiple <laughs> meanings. But I think one of the things that or catches back up. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that catches people's ears and kind of sets us apart is how well we harmonize together. Yeah, um, which is like our favorite thing to do. <laughs> right. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at so. this
1: ad for the Dewey Cannon Park music, and you guys played there on June 29th, yeah. and it says the backups soulful harmony.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds That's good. That's the <laughs> description of
1: <laughs> your right. yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. That's well, great. we
2: were just saying uh, Leslie and I on the way here, I I said that we are all soul singers, really probably mm-hmm. at the core when it comes down to it. I mean, I mm-hmm. would absolutely use that to describe what I I do and probably feel the most comfortable doing yeah. ever.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, so I mean we are kind of, everyone takes a lead on a certain song. Like no one where we all try to feature each other in different things and then still back each other up too though.
3: Yeah.
0: But.
4: And
3: I also have to say we have been writing original songs and I've, I've been my whole life. I've been on a quest to start a girls group uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just like never happened until now. And here's the thing about girls. Like you would think it would be easy to like, you know co-write together like it was my fear like it's not gonna work out because we're all just gonna like bitch at each other and like not it's not gonna (laughs) for some reason us three it just it just works it just works when we're writing together and imagine writing a song with two other people you know it doesn't sound even possible but, Hmm. but yeah we work well together and that's what's really exciting me about this whole thing
1: how many songs have you guys written together
4: at I least five. Really? Five at least that are finished. Even, five that are finished and like polished for a concert. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. uh-huh. maybe like Bunch eight to the... ten that were like halfway done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. what's your writing process with the three of you? Do you, one of you come it in, and say, It's, hey, I it's, get it's different. Like sometimes,
2: um, John, they just fall out.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And
2: I hate to call them prolapse songs because it <laughs> sounds kind of gross, <laughs> but you know, it It does. I know. But it's kind <laughs> of. Weirdly, they do they just sort of like like fall yeah. out, you yeah. know what I yeah. mean, like it's just like we there's a couple tunes that we did that we had a date for songwriting, uh-huh. yeah, and they were on their way over, and they got there, and I was like, sorry, guys, I think I wrote like. At least two and a half songs while you guys were <laughs> on your way here because just they, just the frame of mine, just, they just fell out. And they're great songs. They just fell out, and they were they were just these things, you, you know. And, and I, I talk about it a lot with with uh, people about the songwriting process, or when you know that it's done. Like sometimes they just fall out of the ether, like they really do. It's like this idea that just you sit down with a guitar, even by yourself or with somebody else, mm. and it's so easy. You don't have to think about it. It's just perfect the way it is. You might need to tweak a couple things to make it better, but uh-huh. but it's really a magical gift kind of, you know. I don't know. Sometimes I, people will go, why did you write that? I don't yeah. know why. I mean, I don't know where it out. came from. Yeah. Like, I mean, I kind of know the influence, maybe what the ideas were there, but like the ultimate drive for why it's there, I, I don't know, you know.
1: Do you? So it's uh, pretty awesome. Do you guys have an interest in playing a song here? Sure. Right. We brought a guitar. Yeah. So, um, why don't I, uh, you know, talk about the the call letters and stuff like that? Do you want to yeah, get your guitar? Absolutely. And, all right. Uh, you're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. I'm John Goldman. Uh, Adam Conley, unfortunately, is not able to be here. We're on Radio Harbor Country. You can listen to us through the, uh, the stream through RadioHarborCountry.org, or you can uh, listen to us when the show's playing at 2 to 3 p.m. Fridays on WRHZ out of uh, Three Oaks, Michigan, 106.7 FM, and WRH uh, WRHC out of Three Oaks, WRHZ out of Sawyer, Michigan, and that's 93.5. And we are underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics in New Buffalo, Michigan, for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And we are here with the backups. That's Meredith George and Leslie Sipion and Morgan Engel. Morgan's going to tune up her guitar, and the three of them are going to play us a little bit of a song. This is kind of cool. It's all happening right here.
4: Uh, so i'll tell you a little bit about this okay, song. Yeah. Uh, the first song we're doing uh, original called astronaut uh this is one of those songs that we showed Blopped up out. and morgan had written um i one of the things i love about this song is that like i feel like a lot of it just has double meanings um in a very cool way as far lyrically um and the other thing that's so fun about if you're talking about things falling out, is a lot of times our harmonies just fall out of us. <laughs> uh-huh. Like where
1: like, you fit in, who's yeah, going to handle what yeah. part of the harmonic. Yeah,
4: and it, we kind of have a formula of uh, Leslie's usually on the lower part, Morgan's usually in the middle, and I'm usually on the higher part, just based on where uh, our voices flow. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it doesn't always it's work perfect the first time, but a lot of times it does. Yeah, (laughs) I think this is one of those ones that it just worked perfectly.
1: (laughs) So, what's the song about? Who did one of you write the lyrics? Uh, Morgan did. Yeah, Uh yeah. So, uh, is this this one of these where there's not? It's not about anything. It just came out at the time. It really did. It
2: really (laughs) did. It was just kind of about like being yourself and being true to yourself, and 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 again, I mean. Obviously, there are some songs that, you know, we'll work on for, I've I had songs that, you know, I've worked on for years, you know, that I'll get halfway through and be like, eh, it's okay. It's just not quite there. Yeah. And then there's songs that take you five minutes and you're like, oh my God, I love it. It's the <laughs> yeah. best song ever, <laughs> you know. Um. And this was sort of one of those five minute tunes that like the idea was there and it was like just you know again just being true to yourself and there's always people that want to tell you what you should do and you know i i kind of need to just be me
1: yeah Mm -hmm. uh yeah just
2: let it let it be
1: all right well this is great let it fly
2: all right this is astronaut
0: Better night going for a love with an astronaut their head will always be lost in the clouds. It might be looking up when you're looking out. sister told me that a better night Going fall in love with a cosmonaut. Because someday they may be lost in space I really don't care, I'm a hopeless case Hopeless case. Hopeless case. My daddy told me that I hope you do. Yourself and all others too. Because someday we will run out of time. Before it's too late, I hope you let your light shine. Let it shine. See it on my face. Daddy told me that I better not let someone treat me like an afterthought because those days we can never. Daddy knows me, and I'm a hopeless case. Hopeless. See
1: it on my face. <laughs> <laughs> all right that was great thank you love that uh, not too much talk about astronauts in there if oh. necessarily <laughs> nope. but uh I, I get it that, yeah. that was really great and wow you. i i you know I haven't heard you as the backups in a couple of years probably when yeah. Maybe first got up there, and that's you know you're moving in a in a definite direction. That was terrific.
0: Thank, right
1: you. Thank you. We're trying. Uh, so that <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> that was really nice. Thank you. Uh, so Morgan, you is that you've written other songs, right, oh, yeah. uh, for Slim Gypsy? And um, yeah, were you in any other um, band bands with like a name before you started um, with Slim Gypsy?
2: A years years before that, there was a band called Super Strain, but like.
1: So, when you were playing Kalamazoo. at the River's Edge, what did you guys call um, it?
2: Like? A lot of times I just went by Morgan Engel, um, you know, and I had friends and family that were like, it's the Morgan Ingle band. And I was like, that's so cheesy. <laughs> I <don't laughs> like it. I think it sounds weird, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want my name in the band, you know. And then, you know, I go years later going, hmm. I still don't want my name. <laughs> right, band, right. But But, uh, yeah.
1: So, Slim Gypsy Baggage, I mean, where did that name come from?
2: Uh, it was literally names dropped in a hat, kind uh-huh, of. I mean, yeah. Matt and I sat around. Some of the best
1: Grateful Dead came up with the, their name. And that we way. did. We were yeah. just
2: kind of like, okay. And then we tried to justify it to where we were like, okay, well, what is Gypsy Baggage? You know, I mean, you think of like a wagon with all your. Crap and right. like your whole life in this little trailer. That's adorable, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and That's then what's the what Slim Gypsy? Like.
2: Yeah, we were like, what's Slim Gypsy? Like, how can you like pare down everything that you need? You know what I mean? Into like one little package you know, to carry it along with you musically, you know, and it doesn't have to be like literally like all of the crap that we schlep around. Cause we're definitely, there's no slim about what we do yeah. these days. You want to make sure you
1: have everything with you.
2: Oh man. You know, um, and we tried at one point, too, to drop the baggage and just go as Slim Gypsy. And, yeah, I and it's saw that just a couple not times. the same without not the, the baggage. Same. So yep. I think everybody's got baggage. We're kind of, you know, hanging on to it.
1: And You've got Slim Gypsy baggage. It's a little bit of everything.
2: And we've said it's it's this and that. It's like everything you could want. I mean, for us, we musically, we can't pinpoint ourselves to one genre we like to bend those
1: and blur the right. lines as much as possible. I was just pulling up this article uh, that local spins. I think they're out of Grand Rapids, yeah. and they did an article about the oh, festival, the Cowpie Festival. that You guys were oh, at a couple yeah, weeks it was ago, fun. and they call you genre bending, uh, a genre bending band. Yeah, lively and upbeat genre bending performance by St. Joseph's Slim Gypsy Baggage. And that's,
2: we've heard, we've had multiple really strange descriptions, like, where people were like, it's like, Euro something meets Caribbean, whatever, you know, and and like, just all these different random (laughs) terms. I wish I could remember the exact (sighs) That was Founders. I read it. Yeah, Founders. Founders. It's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, Founders Brewery in Grand Rapids, like, had this awesome, you know, whatever description for us that... That was pretty fantastic, yeah. but when you really think about it, you're like, "But what is what is that? Yeah. Like, I don't even
3: know what that is." It's like a thousand adjectives.
2: It really is, <laughs> and 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 that's kind of what Slim Gypsy is, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like I, I um I think we all come from so many diverse musical backgrounds, just like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, it's hard for any of us to want to go. I'm just gonna play country music, or I'm yeah. just gonna play rock music, or I'm just gonna play. Acapella, It's or like, whatever you know i mean yeah. whatever it may be it's, it's, like, in the sipian, it's
3: right. like in the sipian family band i we were trying to put a point on like what are we going to put for our social media and like i love my husband nathan said it best all-encompassing rock and roll yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true uh, you know because i know that you guys do some covers like uh kinks covers and rolling stone covers oh, yeah. but even when you do them they don't so you make them your own. Yeah, you're definitely. Not, well, first, I mean, you're you're in front of the. You're primarily doing the singing, you and Danny Dine. Yes. And so it doesn't sound like, uh, you know, Keith Richards or Mick Jagger yeah, or, or the Davies Brothers. You know, it it you know it definitely has its own style to it. But the one thing uh,
3: that's the same as the emotion and the feeling when mm-hmm. I'm singing it, I would say, is comparable to yeah. the Davies Brothers, if not or
1: more same. so. <laughs> well, thank you agreeable Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you well, like, they were kind of you. <laughs> you know they kind of held back I think yeah <laughs> Leslie doesn't no she yeah. sort of lets go on
2: stage well it's for funny sure.
3: I mean I was always so shy growing up and I had that stage fright but then it's like you get on stage it's like I had all my coworkers. I work in Wheatberry restaurant in Buchanan come check out the bar sometime on the weekends I'm there um <laughs> but uh Yeah, they came to the show, and this was when I first started there, so I was still kind of shy when I started Uh my job. And they came to the show, and they were like, who are
0: you? (laughs) Like, this is not, what? We don't know you.
1: (laughs) So was there like one show where it went from, you know, you woke up, you know, I am going to just step it up. There's actually a moment. So
3: before uh, Mike Nelson, our good joined the, the band and bass played, player yep and then uh, Danny Dine before they joined the band it was just the three Sipian brothers that I met at the livery which is uh, my husband Nathan Sipian on guitar Matthew Sipian on drums and then Jared Sipian on bass um, and they were just doing their thing and they were awesome. And I was playing at the open mics at the livery, uh, just kind of bleeding heart, Bob Dylan solo, acoustic stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then, uh, they were like, Hey, come to band practice sometime. And I was like, okay. And then the rest is history. <laughs> but, uh, uh, my point is, is that we did a show with the three, I did a show with the three Scipion brothers yeah. and we did little wing by Jimi oh, Hendrix. Sure. Oh, and at the second, so at the second verse, I, we didn't rehearse it this way, but I just – and it's the first time I ever done it in my life. I went up high and I just started belting it out. And the, it was a standing ovation. Like everybody <laughs> wow. freaked out. And that's when yeah. I knew I was like, this is what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> this is, doing. Meant this for is it, what I'm going to
3: do. I I don't want to do anything else. Uh-huh. So
1: that's, great. that's my moment. <laughs> All right. And that was even before you were fully a matter a member of the. Oh City yeah, I didn't know band. anything about being yeah. in a
3: band. I didn't know shit about anything. I just.
0: Loved
1: <laughs> well, what even to brought <laughs> you to the open mic? Like, why did you decide? Like, oh, I'm gonna. I mean, because so, that takes a lot of guts. So my mom, especially and... not being a part of another band, just stepping up with people you don't even know in front of people you don't really know that well, and. And just singing a song that you've chosen. That's got to be rough.
3: So I always... Like, I I was taking lessons from Jan, and uh, I you know, was getting really into guitar and singing and everything, but I was still pretty shy. And then I had a couple good friends of mine, my friend Sean Skeens and Brianne Birdsong, and they would be like, come on, play, bring your guitar. I was like, I don't have a guitar, I don't have a guitar. And then they'd give me a guitar, I'm like, shit, I have to play. <laughs> no excuse. Mm-hmm. That was a tenacious D quote. But uh, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, they, they helped me, and then like Jan and my mom helped me and brought me to the livery. And Vanessa Sekima, uh mm-hmm. used to host the open mics for every single great. Monday, every single Monday at oh, yeah. the livery. Yeah. So the... You know, um, I would go there and I just looked up to Venetia so much. And um, just, I don't know, I everyone there, Steve Campy, Rick Willie, like everyone that was like our elders, they like took us under their wing and like, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Like we've got you. Come up here and jam. And so the livery is really where everything started. In fact, that's where I met the Sipians and my husband and. And I, we're still there to this day, so I, I really feel like I owe, owe a lot to the Livery. Yeah. Same, now. yeah, yeah. We That's a do.
1: consistent yeah. theme, you know. Yeah. The, uh, these kinds of venues that invite people in and mm-hmm. and have these open mics and you know have uh, performances every weekend, even through the winter. You know, whether they're making money doing it or not, they're they're doing it, and it's a valuable uh, part of the, the musical process in in this area well it's a community home yeah it
2: definitely gives a home for for a lot of us Mm -hmm. you know that are are looking for something or looking for other people to like share music with too you know i kind of yeah give them that experience on stage initially Mm
1: -hmm. so kind of heard that there's a you know there's kind of a crowd that does the open mics you know maybe they don't uh you know maybe they're not in a band they're they they like to sing in the shower or something and this is an opportunity and then there's sort of the group that's that's got an established band and you know is busy getting gigs or trying to get gigs and playing here and there uh and there's not a lot of crossover it's not like the bands are showing up at the open mics and playing and i think that you guys are kind of on that line of almost being an exception in both ways totally Uh, yeah i mean you know a lot has come out of being part of the open mics. I mean, you've created this band. Basically the three of you created your group basically out of the open mic stuff. And and Leslie, you in particular, like your whole musical, yeah. you know, history and you and grew your, up on
4: that
3: stage. Well, I yeah. I we and we all host. I was there the day they opened, wow. and yeah. I've been going there for fourteen
1: years. Yeah, we uh, we all have
2: hosted, and we all yeah we host all host open nights. Yeah, no, around. and occasionally I think all of us will show up. But you know, usually when one of our friends or somebody is hosting yeah. or whatever, yeah. we'll show up and play together or whatever or individually or whatever you know Uh and again it's just it is it's a fun way to get yourself out there it might be something like maybe i'm working on a song by myself or maybe i'm you know Mm -hmm. something like to try out something new you know Mm -hmm. in a in an atmosphere where it's a lot less judgmental yeah right right
1: everyone's very supportive very welcoming and supportive and even
3: like you were saying you've got like your People that just sing in the shower, people that are actually in established bands. It's like the people in established bands that are there, we're not going to like poo-poo you. Like we're going to no. be there for yeah. you and yeah. like make you get up there and be like.
1: Psh. Right, right.
3: Nobody's worried about you messing up a little mistake. We might yeah. cheer louder than
0: everybody else. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you
1: know how, how hard it is to do that yeah. kind of thing, to get up there and, yeah. you know, put yourself out there. Or laying it all out, you know, anytime you. Create a song and then, or or just play it. I mean, you are exposing yourself
2: like a turtle without its shell. That's it is, right, it's, yeah, upside it's down. Like anything <laughs> that you create, upside you down. know, when you're yeah. sharing things with other people for the first time, you just never know how other people are going to receive what you're trying mm-hmm. to give them. Yeah, you know, or or again, maybe I'm not like giving. I'm just sharing it. It could just be an open share, but you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we we want people to take something from what you're doing, you know. Right. You want everybody wants there to be some sort of meaning to what they're creating. Mm-hmm. So
1: I agree. That's a good point. Uh, speaking of which, you've written a lot of songs for yourself and Slim Gypsy Baggage. Yeah. Uh, what is the writing process with the full band? Uh, are you the primary writer for Slim Gypsy? Baggage? Um,
2: I have written. I, I don't even know, I was going to say, probably lyrically I have been um, the primary um, lyricist for Slim Gypsy. Um, I have written, maybe I hate to even say like a half or a quarter, but I've written a number of our songs individually on my own. Um, I've written a number of songs with Matt, um, just Matt and I, uh, several with Matt and Cam and I. Um, there were Quite a few that we developed just from jam, you know, Uh like sitting down and going, Oh, I really like this lick, you know, this one Uh sounds cool, you know, or whatever. Keep playing that. Yeah. Whatever you were just doing, play it again like 12 times, you know, and then go here, you know, and that's it, it, it sort of depends. And, and there's been a couple tunes that, you know, Matt came in and was like, Oh, I figured this one out. Let's do this. And then we all together will kind of tweak it and make it work for everyone. Um, so it really just depends. Um,
1: seems like your shows are maybe, you know, uh, uh, well, anyway – a very small percentage of covers. It's yeah. mostly your original songs that you guys yeah, play. Yeah,
2: unless we're doing a full album or or something like we just did uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors.
0: Yes. So oh man, it was that got sold fantastic. out. I
1: I didn't get to go see it. I yeah. had it ready to go. Well, you missed a really great I know. show, John. I was going to say <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the next time you'll have to buy tickets I, in advance. I know. Well, uh, I so was sorry to was tell was
2: friends that we had no guest list either. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, you must uh-huh. I had, to buy had tickets for my house so, it, it was Must great. have been a, a really fun time. And it was a good time. And you played it start to finish, the Rumors album. Yeah, just just like the gang. Yeah,
2: <laughs> with a couple extra like little choice favorites that we uh-huh. you know. Yeah, had to no throw Peter
1: Green era Fleetwood so, Mac stuff though. Probably. You know. Yeah, that that's fun. I I got a big kick out of it when I first realized You know, discovered for myself that. Fleetwood Mac didn't start with rumors that you know, Nick Fleetwood and John McVie were playing with Peter Green, just straight out blues, and they were more like you know early Kinks or that like early '60s kind of. uh, Yeah, some of their early uh, stuff is crazy.
3: Danny always talks about the early
2: stuff. It is great, though. It's It's really (laughs) (laughs) wonderful, and and you would probably even like early on Stevie Nicks. You would not mind
0: it. (laughs) she was was like with
1: Chicken Shack (laughs) (laughs) or something like that. Or was that? Oh, that was Christine McVie, I think. Yeah. See. Christine McVie was with Chicken Shack. And uh, then she joined this group of Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac. And then they brought in Stevie Nicks and uh, yeah. um, Lindsey Buckingham. And then they kicked Lindsey Buckingham out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, after 50 years, things happens. start to change. You <laughs> know, stuff <laughs> changes, I'm sure. Um. So, uh, and... Uh, Leslie, from talking to your brother-in-law, Matt, and talking to Mike, yeah. uh, and knowing Danny for a bunch of years, I, I know that you know you guys do do a lot of uh, um, uh, original stuff, mm-hmm. and, and I know Danny does a lot of writing. He has done a lot of writing over the years, but yes. you guys have also developed your own songs um, uh so my, hus- with
3: my, my husband, Nathan, is pretty much like the other soul writer in the band. I'm not like the soul songwriter, but then they'll bring these songs to me and I'll be like, Psh, I'm not singing that. <laughs> I'm changing it. That and so like, too. so I, yeah, I, and I and influence the vocal and, melody, yeah. like I'll influence uh-huh. the vocal melody. I'll change that or I'll change the lyric, like some of the lyrics, you know, but for the most part, I'm still getting over my little like
0: s- uh, shyness, yeah. you know, I'm
3: just so recently, actually very recently, I'm starting to write my own stuff and. I'm just very self-critical and also indecisive. So it's hard to write lyrics. Like I mean some people aren't born with it like Morgan, you know, like I it,
2: it's it hard to write It falls lyrics, out dude. of Morgan at <laughs> Sometimes it does. <laughs> but
3: when it comes you know? to like singing, I can yeah. do that. Yeah. But and I guess, right, you write know? melodies. I'm better at writing melodies than you're anything. You're right.
2: I mean mm. there's so many times like where I I mean I know I have been so critical about stuff because I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so cliché" or that's so like yeah, it's not original, yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever, and 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 so it is yeah. really hard. And as, I'm a super critical. I think person. as an artist, I, most artists are. I think you know yeah. what I mean. Like, Definitely. yeah, we may look like we're really confident and and great and ready to go, but you know, when it comes down to it, like there is some insecurity and some anxiety, and you know, all the other yeah. things that ail all of us. You know, the depression, those highs and lows. You know, it's sort of a. Um, my thing I is hate to even say that
1: it's a bipolar-like
2: lifestyle, you know what I mean? You go from a show sure. where you're like a high-high to like no show or whatever, and you're yeah. like, oh my God. Or no, the nervousness totally before a show, yeah. you know? Like, like, nice. it's, the uh, build up. But that's
1: what makes it exciting to be it doing does. it in the first place. Yeah. How do you know... Uh, You know, especially, Morgan, with all the writing you've done and, you know, how you have said that it just kind of comes out and maybe you tweak it here and there. But how do you know when it's done? You know, uh, I because if you're writing something, you're writing a letter, you know what you want to say, you know how you you know, you know that you want to create a tone or whatever. But when you write a song, you know, uh, sometimes it's it's hard to know what you want it to look like, and then when it's done, if it actually looks like what you want it to look like, I don't know. So, Like,
2: can we just PS, PSS, PSSS? PSS, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And right. some, like, over and You're over. Ready like, to, to yeah, add like, some oh, wait, I had another idea. And sometimes it happens too where like, I, I mean, we've written songs years ago that we still play regularly um, <clears throat> and we'll come back to it and revisit it and go, you know what? Maybe this needs like a, a breakdown here or whatever we uh-huh. need a little change in the dynamic there or whatever mm-hmm. it might be you know and I don't know sometimes it's really hard to say when it's done like I feel like everything like that's kind of a work in progress and and you know we we share them because it's again it's a something that that came out of us and from us and and for some reason or another we feel like that it should be out there in the world mm-hmm. and you know, we we, we want to get the input, whether it's great or whether it sucks and it needs work. You know what I mean? I think there's times when you know that it's absolutely not ready. Uh-huh. Like it's just not flowing well. You know what I mean? It doesn't have a defined space to live in. And and I kind of feel like once you get to that point with a song, there's some, some, huh. <laughs> there's some songs where you get to that point and you're like, bam perfect we're good yeah. This is great
4: yeah i think for me a lot of the times lyrically most of my songs uh somewhat have a country tone to them only in the fact that they're a story um where i think country out of any genre is really they're just telling stories yeah. musically yeah. um and so it's my either the story's done or it's not right. <laughs> like did you figure out like what part of the story is missing like i i just wrote a song this past week and brought it to the girls and i was like ah, i don't know if it's done or not And they're like all well, the story's done yeah, no, no it's like, like great. Yeah, it, it still, it still it needs get I love to be polished. Yeah,
0: a
2: lot of my stuff, I feel like, and it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in or what I'm writing, what direction I'm writing in. Sometimes there's storytelling mm-hmm. that is very clear, or it's like, okay, that's the message that we're going for. Um, and sometimes they're really vague, and I. And I'm sorry to anybody that will question. They'll be like, well, what were you writing about? And it's sort of like I want to leave that up to the listener, too, you know?
1: That's a consistent thing that songwriters say. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. You know, what do you think?
2: Right. And that's kind of the reaction. I had a feeling I was going this way, but somebody else might have taken it a completely different way. And if I tell you my thought on it, then it's going to change your perspective on it. So uh I'd rather just have your, you know... Leave it yeah. with and you, I got to you know. I got to
3: add cuz there's a lot of songs that like Danny will write and bring yeah. to me and then like he'll have this whole idea oh, behind his song and then like my interpretation of it means something completely different mm-hmm. than what probably any of the guys but even know relevant. in the band cuz I never even told uh-huh. them and they don't need to know. And the audience doesn't need to know. <laughs> yeah. I that's what's helping me sing that and belt it right yeah, you know, cuz yeah, I have my own
2: feeling about it sometimes they're like songs like you're arguing with somebody and you could be like you know what this is my big middle finger right to you Uh you know or maybe this is like my love song to you over there you know i mean it could go both ways like i don't know i could be the same song could could have that it could
1: yeah well
0: probably
2: not but (laughs) you know depends on what you're into i guess
0: i want to play well we're going
1: to close out the um the uh radio hour and then you know we'll come back and talk a little bit like in the uh, podcast hour. But I wanted to play one of Slim Gypsy Baggage's uh, songs. And um, thanks. John. So any anything in particular you want to listen to? We've got the 2014 Dive Bomb album. Oh, I would do Wheels. Okay, probably. that's funny because that was already uh, a ready jam. to go here. That's
2: probably my favorite one. That was a song that I wrote a long time ago, and Matt. Um, That was one of those ones at the River's Edge that uh, I had two songs that I was working on and Matt, I just was playing the beginning intro and Matt was like rushing me in my ear going, would you just play the song already? Would you just start singing? And it was like the lyrics from the one song that I couldn't remember the lyrics to the other song I was playing. So it kind of was a mesh of two songs that Uh I was working on. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I say this song is about love lost and time travel.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, we are with uh, uh <laughs> Meredith, <laughs> Meredith George, Leslie Scipion, and Hi. Morgan Ingle, who are the backups, Hi. and Hi. each Hi. one of them has their own musical background. And uh, Morgan Engel, uh, lead singer and guitarist for Slim Gypsy Baggage, we're going to play one of her songs called Wheels. Listening to Johnny's Secret Stash, I'm John Goldman. And we're on uh, WRHC, Radio Harbor Country, 106.7 FM, also available through WRHZ in Sawyer, Michigan, 93.5 FM. And you can stream us through the website, RadioHarborCountry.org. And we have a podcast, Johnny Secret Stash, Johnny with no H, available through Podbean or iTunes. And uh, we're, gonna, we're approaching the end of the radio hour, but if you get access to the podcast, you can listen to the whole thing. And here we get go. Get access
2: to the podcast. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: i
1: Yeah. Oh, man. All right. That was Slim Gypsy Baggage with Wheels. And uh, awesome song. Wheels. Thank you. What, uh, you were talking a little bit about it beforehand. Um, does that, uh, w- w- that was from which album? The 2000? 2000...
2: That I mean, that was one of my songs that I was playing, <clears throat> like I said, before Slim Gypsy even became a reality
1: while you guys were still hanging out at river's edge yeah
2: man yeah we were doing um just random stuff and i was like i've got this original you know and it was two originals again i couldn't remember you know the words or whatever like that they just kind of ended up meshing together and it really worked
1: have you had your whole band together the whole time You, Cam, Matt, and uh, has it been the same drummer?
2: Well, it's Joel now. Um, We've had several different drummers. Um, uh, Like I said early on, I had Matt, and I had Matt Smith has been with me the whole time. I mean, he has been like my kind of my rock, my 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 musical one of you know. They're all my musical brothers, um, you know. But he's definitely been there the longest. and then um we had uh uh God, we had John.
1: Couple different I know, I'm Like John
2: years. was the John. Oh, John Holland. Yeah, Holland. I was like blanking on the last name. I'm <laughs> like, Oh my god, he's gonna get me. <laughs> I love John. John was great. But uh we had John Holland um and uh Brandon were um, you know, a guitarist and drummer for us for a while. Um, And then Brendan ended up going to California. At one point, John wanted to go to summer camp, so he didn't want to play in a band all Uh summer. uh And so scootered along. um, Summer
1: camp music festival or or a summer camp? Summer camp music festival,
2: (laughs) which, yeah. yeah, We um, were
1: talking about that, so we'll get back to that. Which, uh,
2: yes, you know, um, a few years after that, we were able to play it, you know. Um, so we had Scooter along, was with us, um, you know, as our drummer for a long time. Uh, well, at least that year in there. And then Scott Christie came and was with us for several years. Um, and since has, you know, now moved to Denver and is moving to Hawaii and, um, and then Joel Gorenflow joined us when Scott left and, um, just has been an awesome, awesome oh, great. addition. He was a, a drummer. He plays music on his own. Um, I know he does. Joel and Elliot, and then he also was the drummer for um, I Am Band the last uh-huh. couple of years, okay. um, and I think he's still doing a couple other projects here and there too. they are just side side things. So, so we've had we've had a couple drummers now. You know, yeah.
1: And but, so you guys have released how many albums? At least two I know, maybe three um,
2: yeah, we had three all together, I think we actually have four, so but there was one that was there was one was an e p and then there was one that um we recorded uh a full album, well, like two full albums, basically, and only released one of them. Um, and I'm not even sure where the whole other album went because there was <laughs> some, some tape at the back There was and. some weird stuff that was going on, I think at that uh, time too and and when we recorded it, you know, the person who had all the files and what have you. I don't know what went down with uh-huh. that, but it was a little bit shady. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's a bunch of music out there, and then we still have a, a handful of music too that um, we recorded when we went to Nashville. Um, we've been down to Nashville a few times to do some recording um, with Slim Gypsy, and um, I knew we had like a half an album that we did with Kent Wells, um, who regularly tours with Dolly Parton. Uh, we co- recorded with him at his studio. I know he had a bunch of tunes still that were never finished, uh-huh. um, and not then,
1: finished being edited or right, or right. And fully then we recorded. had done
2: some work with uh, Matt Rawlings, who has been he he's a uh, he was the producer for us um, on a couple songs that we haven't released yet, even. Uh-huh. Um, and he regularly tours with Alison Krauss and Oh uh, Willie oh, Nelson. Yeah, okay. He's the pianist
1: and This is all. Do all your recording in Nashville?
2: No, um, oh. we've done a few here. We did one with Mike Cook um, at the Music Box at uh-huh. the Box Factory in St. Joe. Yeah. Um, we did another one. Um, gosh, I can't even remember what his studio is called because it's not even there anymore. So I, I don't want to plug someplace that in this one. Some place, yeah, because he's still hanging on to some of our music. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I don't know. So that one guy, yeah. um, we went to um it was the sound emporium in um nashville kent Wells' studio in nashville um we also went to gosh what was it called in uh chicago i want to say it was called rat tracks or Rax tracks Rax tracks I, I don't know I'm not familiar i think with it was Rax tracks in chicago
1: when was the first one you did uh right with year?
2: mike cook um god i don't even know what year that's the one in nashville
1: Nope, my oh. cook.
2: We did um, that one here. Oh, okay. We did that one at the Box Factory here. Right. Um, yeah, and and again, we probably would not have gone to Nashville, but we had friends um, that made it.
1: What a great opportunity to I mean, go, yeah. Use it.
2: and have that experience too, and to see it, like Meredith said, you know, earlier, like when you do go to Nashville and you actually go down Broadway and it's awesome. I mean, what a cool town. Or get into like East Nashville or whatever and you just see um all the talent and the people that I mean, these bands are a lot of times they're playing in one bar and then they go down the yeah. block and then they play in another bar and they're just, <laughs> you know, the same bands are kind of yeah. getting shuffled through the strip and And they're playing here and there and most of them are playing for tips, you know, and they are fantastic musicians. Yeah. They are, I I mean, you know.
1: I think that works in a lot of places where people can't help themselves. They just got to play. And they like, you know, Austin's a good example. Of oh, that. yeah.
2: A yeah, South by Southwest ton. showed us that too because we played down there. Also. Did you? Yeah.
1: So you guys have played in some really amazing <clears throat> venues yeah. and some amazing festivals. We've been really lucky. Festivals. Uh, been really, who, really who does, lucky. like, who books your, uh, um, your band?
2: Well, uh, Cam's dad, Mitch Mamina, has done a lot of our booking for us. Um, a, a lot of it has been. You know, through us and just connections with other people that we've met along the way and and really just networking. working. Um, but other than that, it's it's all been in house. Yeah. So.
1: OK, that's great. Well, and we were talking during this when the song was playing that, you know, you played at Summer Camp Music Festival and then. Yeah. You open for Marcus King band. Yeah. At uh, the the
2: Yeah, we opened for Marcus King barbecue. a couple of times. Um well, we did with him at the Wealthy Theater in Grand Rapids also. Oh, wow. Um we opened for him and Buddy Guy. We've opened for Arrested Root. Um
1: Amazing. I know I'm trying to think there's a couple yeah. of
2: other like big name bands that like we ha- I know we've I we could say that we've been on the same yeah. ticket or, you know, same stage with even, you know.
1: Well, and you um, do all these festivals, Billy too. Strings, yeah. Like, really?
2: there's multiple other groups that we just – we've been really fortunate and really yeah. lucky, you know, and I hope that we continue. So you, you're not just be,
1: opening so. for them. You probably get to interact with them a, at least a little bit backstage yes. and stuff. So that must be quite I will experience. say that
2: um, – um, Marcus King told me that I was going to be his future ex-wife and I said, I'm already married. I'm sorry, Marcus. And he said, that's okay. I'll be your puppy dog.
0: <laughs> so if you're
2: listening, Amazing. Marcus, I'm Marcus, I'm still holding you to that. Well, I hope Marcus King is listening.
1: That'd be awesome. <laughs> puppy dog. Yeah. That, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, he's a prodigy. I mean, oh, you know. Oh, he's incredible. He's only like twenty. 24 now. He's so funny now. too. He is such I'll a bet. funny guy. Yeah.
2: Like, we had a really good time with them um, when we played with, it was them and the Little Smokies came to the River's Edge with us.
1: Oh, really? (laughs) That is so fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. They were like, where can we go get a real drink? And it was after the Blues and Barbecue in St. Joe. And uh, yeah, they all came down with us and and hung out and and just all, all of them. Really, really neat, nice guys. Fun time. Blowing off some steam and just having a good yeah, time. It yeah. was like a really cool that's, experience.
1: That's awesome. And uh, yeah. he's Marcus King is just getting bigger and bigger. You know, he yeah. is opening in all kinds of places. And um, yeah, he's developing quite a name. Well, I think he's, uh, Warren Haynes is yeah. kind of like his producer on yeah. some yeah. of this stuff. And he kind of reminds me a little bit of Warren Haynes. He is. Too. He's
2: like a baby Warren.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Similar. I think that's what
2: Warren sees, too. Yeah, he's I'm like, sure. oh, here's my baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll help him along. <laughs> I'm going to hold this guy up. And he is. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but beyond just being a, a really stand-up, nice guy.
1: So, so. do you have any other um, recordings that you have planned?
2: Um, nothing right, like, scheduled in right now. Obviously, we have um, a few things and projects that we would like to get mm-hmm. done. Ready to um, go, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know for Slim Gypsy, we, we definitely have a bunch of material that still has never been recorded that I would love to do. The backups have to get into the studio. I would yep. love yeah. to see us getting in somewhere. Um, so I'm hopeful, actually, that I can um, talk again with Mike Cook, my friend, um, from the box factory and see, you know, um, we I know Slim Gypsy, like we have a studio of our own that we can do some recording on um, and, uh-huh. you know, but yeah. but again, like it, it's nice when you have somebody else that can actually run that for you and, and it, help And you provide
1: to, some objectivity to yeah. the process, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, to to be able to and at least some co-produce
2: it with us, because I would mm-hmm. like us to, you know, be able to to be in charge of a lot of that production. You know, I, I think that. Most of us have the know how to. Yeah. Do what we want to do and know what we want it to sound like. So
1: Meredith's a music major, Uh, or music business major. Yeah, I mean she's going to be our uh, lawyer. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'll
4: be. Yeah, I'll
1: I'll do that in all your free time. I'm sure. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, And Leslie, um, I you know I know that there has been some talk about you guys recording. Has that moved along any any further?
3: Yeah, it's moved along. We uh we actually had something set up uh where we were recording an album, and then uh, the place burnt down.
1: No way. I'm sure the oh, tracks man. are still
3: salvaged, but I just it just never really came to fruition. So we're working on it. I mean, we've been playing pretty strong, like at least maybe 15 years ish. You know, uh, we're just. We're really laid back uh-huh, and, sure. uh, you know, I have a, well, I have day a, jobs, too. Well, and I have yeah. a eight year old son, and kids, a one year old baby daughter. Yeah. And, is you know, one we now? moved. <laughs> yeah, she's one and we moved. And, you know, that kind of put a little it, bit yeah, of a halt on a couple things. Sure. But we're about to get back into it. I mean, this was the whole plan. And then all of a sudden I woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm pregnant with a girl. <laughs> OK, so that like, yeah, it set us back a little bit, which is fine. Um, but that's why we're the Cyprian Family Band. I mean, we're family. It's that's right. Family things is what's going on with us always.
1: <laughs> yeah. So and the kids are going to start running around on stage. they already do. It's
3: my it's my whole Sunny thing that I've been for years. My yeah. little inside joke is that like we're never going to make it, but my kids are going to join the band and they're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're
1: just you know, they're going to carry on the legacy for <laughs> for the kids. Yeah. yeah, the the legacy. Yeah. Um, and in terms of you know playing out, you guys seem to have been having a pretty busy summer the backups played Mm -hmm. earlier at the dewey cannon park which is that big park in the back of three oaks Mm -hmm. like behind all the the town so that must have been a lot of fun was you know it's close enough that all your friends and neighbors can come and the kids can run around and the dogs hanging out and all that and um it's beautiful it is a sweet little concert
2: series that Mm -hmm. they put out there yeah they,
1: they do um, and uh, a- any place else? Are, are you Cipion uh, Family Band planning to play? Um, you know, anywhere else in the area in the next couple of weeks?
3: Um. Well, we're actually uh, we're playing the Livery's 14 year anniversary party this Saturday. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So that we're closing a down bit the of a show. Dare there. I say headlining? But we are.
1: Oh <laughs> yes <laughs> Who are you playing with?
3: Uh, so we're playing with Jesse Ray and the Carolina Catfish. Right. It's a two-piece Fine. band, a singer-guitarist and a drummer. And they kind of like rockabilly uh,
1: oh, stuff man. like that. Be really fun.
3: So so yeah, they start at 7.30 and then we'll be closing the stage after them. And it's going to be a lovely evening. And I'm very honored to be invited to play this.
1: That's so. wonderful. And actually, but this is playing on the, the 23rd. So you'll have already played. Darn at, it! At, uh,
3: <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but and I
1: know that Cyprian Family Band also has a show coming up at the Dewey Cannon Park. We sure do. Uh, 31st. August thirty first. Thirty first. And if you're looking at the music in the park um, uh, printed calendar, it's wrong.
3: Yeah, it's right. It <laughs> says the thirtieth, but I'm this actually Saturday. playing with the. We're actually. I'm actually ba- ba- playing with oh, the yes. backups. These yeah.
2: ladies. Yeah. August
4: thirtieth <laughs> at.
2: Sister Lakes Brewing
4: Company. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. All right. And
4: then we've got uh, another show booked at Delivery. Yeah. Uh, September twenty first. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. And what about you guys, Morgan? Uh, um, Gypsy Baggage. Gosh, I, I know we've up? got
2: some stuff coming up. I have no idea. All right.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> Just to tell you where it. to go. That's yeah. Up I would sure say Look on up once you start, start joining baggage. more than one band, you know? it gets really know. hazy.
2: Complicated. Yeah. It's on the interwebs.
1: On the interwebs, okay. (laughs) I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) But all right. Um, All right. Well, it was great having you guys here and uh, looking forward to seeing you live. And now they have a little perspective on where the stuff comes from and And, uh, you know, a little bit bit more history about the band itself. It's going to be that much more fun for me personally to come watch you play. So I'm really looking forward to that.
2: We appreciate being able to share it with you, John. Yes, thank you, John.
1: Thanks. Uh, You guys have been listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. Uh, We are in the podcast portion of the show, but uh, we are regularly available on uh, RadioHarborCountry.org through the stream. Or uh, you can listen to us on the radio itself at um, WRHC 106.7 out of Three Oaks, Michigan. And WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. Johnny Secret Stash is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics out of New Buffalo, Michigan. For everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And we have been here today with Meredith George, Leslie Sipian, and Morgan Ingolf, the backups. Yeah. Check them out when they're playing at um, uh, Sister Lakes Sister Brewery Lake's <laughs> on the 30th. Or
2: on the interwebs.
1: <laughs> or <laughs> on, on yeah. <laughs> something. It's s- all out there. There's something, yeah, there's something going Space on there. Facebook,
2: uh, I don't know. They're making you know? <laughs>
1: fun of me somehow here. I don't I'm know. am teasing sure you. I'm just teasing Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, good to have everybody listening and uh, listen for us on uh, Fridays, 2 to 3 p.m. And then the show is also replayed on Tuesdays from 10 to 11 p.m. Good night, everybody.